Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We finally made it to full-blown 2020 NFL Draft Talk time. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the scout who discovered Tyler Thigpen at Coastal Carolina. And with me, as always, is AJ Boca Raton is the Paris of North America, Marchese. I mean, you look at their field, this is winning in paradise. That's all they got to say for Boca Raton, baby. Today, we're going to begin our summer scouting series with a group of five South, aka the Conference USA and Sun Belt, Feet, Liberty, and New Mexico State. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Going out to Vegas maybe Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day Don't draft a running back on the second day Maybe draft one on the third Or don't Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets. Yeah, tickets to Conference USA football, baby. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Summer Scouting Conference preview series we do. Uh, Of course, we combined the south of the group of five, like we mentioned. Hey, we call it the group of four here. The AAC gets their own episode. Power six, baby. Uh, and we threw in Liberty in New Mexico State because independents are stupid and they don't get their own episode. And Liberty's a southern school in the north and New Mexico State's physically in the south. Didn't they play each other twice last year? They play each other twice again this year. Yeah, that's what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Sick. We're independents. We pick our own schedule. And They're building rivalries, twice. Rob. It's rivalries. Yes, a classic Liberty-New Mexico State rivalry. I mean, if you're playing them twice a year, you're not going to not hate them. Does anyone care enough about either school's football program to hate another school? Maybe. (laughs) Find out next week. All right. 
we're just gonna jump in, kind of jump position by position, mention some court or posi players at each position caught our eyes, um, if any. The group <laughs> group of five south, not the strongest group. There are a handful of guys I think are quite good though. Um, yeah. Like I have. There's a handful of guys who are going to be drafted, I believe. I think I, I gave like four draftables, which is pretty good. I think the group of five sets surprisingly has talent, a lot of talent at corner. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll save that for last, though. I'm we'll, excited. Yes. There. And, all right, we'll just hop right in on the quarterbacks. Watching quarterbacks from conferences like the Conference USA and Sunbelt is normally, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's okay, not I, the best. <laughs> I, I realized last night, I was like, we're going to say, this guy's fun, he's kind of interesting, uh, undraftable, like 15 times it's, this show. Yeah, I like him, I could see him uh, maybe being on the BC Lions practice squad. Okay, so yeah, I, I think you tweeted about him, but I uh, I fell in love with him from the first play when he had an 80-yard well, run. Rob. First, can I just mention, yeah. we don't know yeah. for sure if DeAndre Francois is going to FAU or Alabama State, so he might be in this conversation, but he also might not be. Okay, do you want to talk about Francois first? I guess, because this is the only time we will. How much do you like Francois? Uh, if he didn't have off-field stuff, I think he would be a potentially draftable quarterback. Potentially draftable. Okay, especially, especially at FAU with Lane Kiffin. That would be interesting. I, I like I, He's a UDFA to me, but yeah, the off-field and the injuries like, hurt him a lot. He's tough as hell. He's, mo- yeah. he's mobile, obviously. Um, I think he's got NFL arm talent. Super uh, inconsistent with accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also hard to evaluate him when he's playing uh, ACC and SEC schools and just getting destroyed because offensive line is one of the worst I've ever seen in Power 5. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> so the bad. tools are there for him to at least be like in a camp, like a Trevon Boykin type. No, I, I agree. I remember last year, because we did him last summer too, um, and I didn't watch him the like. We didn't do more scouting during the season, but same thing. I agree. Like the, the arm strength is there, the velocity is there, and I thought he had tools. And then I threw him eighteen tape, and like you said, the offensive line just so bad. Yeah, because like sometimes he had just really poor pocket presence, it, which is it's h- like hard to blame him. He'd, he'd like, make a throw out of every like ten to fifteen throws where you're like that's an NFL throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in the pocket, like. Like, going back to that, sometimes he'll, he'll hang in the pocket, take a hit, and make a nice throw, but also he'll just duck and fall on the ground and take a sack. And like you said, sporadic accuracy. Uh, I don't like his feet too much, and the off-field stuff is just a lot. I, there's too much, I think there's if too he, much baggage with him. I, I agree. I wouldn't draft him. I think even if he was clean, I would probably still have him as a late D3 guy. Like, so. that's what I'm saying. The Trevon Boykin, like, UDFA, mm-hmm. but sticks around. So he's going to be Seattle Seahawks is what you're saying, yes. yeah. But yeah, and the, again, the other thing is like it's we're into the summer, and he is still not at FAU or Alabama mm-hmm. State, which seems to be the two in yeah. on him. And yep. I like there's no way he gets drafted. I don't even know if he'll truly get signed as a UDFA. Like I could see him in like a rookie minicamp tryout scenario, but yeah. yeah, there's just too much baggage there. But we both agree there are some tools there. All right, there is into the real. Group of five South quarterbacks. Any draftable grades, Rob? No. Me neither. But I had a lot of fun, and that's important. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think my number one, my most fun, is Caleb Barker from Troy. I think he's the most fun as well. I love him, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't I, know I anything about him last year. I think he's a CFL-level quarterback. 
I agree. Awesome. Like I, you know, there's some tools, man. He's got he's got a pretty solid arm strength. He's through some through some nice deep balls. Uh, the mechanics are a little funky, but he still stays pretty accurate. It, and like he th- wasn't, the mobility is great. He wasn't the full time starter last year uh, with Sawyer no. Smith there, but I think like this full year, and I also this isn't like super important, but I think Troy's got maybe the best offensive line as a whole uh, mm-hmm. from any of these schools. And, um, yeah, Barker's got some arm talent. He's got the mobility. You mentioned the big touchdown run against Georgia State. Like, I could see him putting up some numbers and making his way to the CFL. <laughs> yeah, I like him, man. I think there's, he's legit talented. Um, I wrote down pro comparison, Jeremiah Masoli. That's great. And so that's a high-level CFL starter. Like, I think there's legit, like, I, 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 like, I need to do way more scouting, but I, like, I don't <laughs> think he can play in the NFL. But I do think he could start in the CFL based off what I saw. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, new head coach there. That's going to be interesting. I wish he just followed Neil Brown and uh, it sucks. spend the next Will Career baby. It sucks that um, both App State and Troy lost their head coaches. Yeah, I know. Um, to, they have the most talent. Troy's, uh, it's Auburn's old OC, right? Yeah, it's Chip Lindsay, baby. Chip Lindsay. So that's staying in state. That's, I think Caleb Barker could fit that offense nicely. Yeah, I don't know. And, and uh, Chip's got some Troy background as the QB coach mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, Chip, Chip Lindsay running. Oh, we're in on Troy football. Let's just we'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Brandon Silvers too. So Yeah, yeah, of course. The pedigree of Troy quarterback play. <laughs> Um, Dude, Troy is a good program. They are. Anyways. Yeah, and them in Appalachia say I mean that. Yeah, they are. You know who's turning into a good program? North Texas. And they are. What did you think of Mason Fine? I uh, think he's fine. I love Mason Fine. Because I, I, I think of these quarterbacks, he's the most well-known, right? He, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, honestly, a little underwhelmed. I was watching him. He runs that system really well. He's really good. A, They're going to be a really good team. And it's a really, but, uh, really Strong system, yeah. Um, um, he's obviously tiny. He's five, like listed at <laughs> like five eleven, one eighty five, I believe. Yeah, yep. Uh, um, they run the, they run the sp- spread um, with Seth Luttrell, who's a Mike Leach disciple. I think honestly, like, there's probably going to end up being some Mason Fine draft type because North Texas is going to be a competitive Group of Five school. Their offense is going to put up big numbers. He's going to put up big numbers. I think Latrell's going to end up with a Power 5 job sooner rather yeah. than later. Yeah. Uh, and, and Mason finds that, like, I could see him being at, like, the East-West Shrine game type thing. Um, Before we get really get into Mason, uh, let me ask you. Right now, who would you rather have, Trace McSorley or Mason Fine? On my roster or to play quarterback? <laughs> to play quarterback. Mason Fine. I think I agree with you. I, yeah, think, I, um, I think I can do... Like, work a system with Mason Fine better than I could with Trace McSorley. Obviously, on my football roster, like, Trace McSorley for his athleticism and everything else, I think he can do, but... Jumping into Fine, uh, he's mobile. Not not an elite athleticism, though, no, but he extends plays with his legs. He, yeah, he his eyes downfield. He's good at that. Yeah, he uses them to supplement his passing game. Yeah, because I, I think the arm strength is a question. Yes. The accuracy is mad. The velocity is inconsistent. But he does. He, I want to call him like a really tricky, savvy quarterback. Yeah, he runs the system really well. He's going to be an offensive coordinator someday. Maybe. Yeah, like and like also just like athletically, he, he can throw with some cool arm slots. He changes that up. Uh, honestly, uh, my main takeaway from watching him was I really enjoy the way Seth Luttrell calls a football game. 
<laughs> he's good. He's a good coach. And I, I'm very interested to see where Seth Luttrell ends up. That it is gonna be interesting. Um, one last thing on Mason Fine. I, I liked how much uh, he made plays like after it all broke down, and like he always knew where Bussy or whoever the receiver was was going. You know what I yeah. mean? He's a, a lot of big plays off script. Yeah, he is. All, he is a smart quarterback. Uh, Anyways, okay. Did anybody else fully catch your eye? No, not really. Like I, uh, Buckshot. Buckshot's got a good name. Bad. He's bad. He's bad, he's but he's got bad. a good name. Um, S- Smith. I don't I like thought, that off. Like I don't like it, watching them. No, it's like I just can't enjoy watching him at all. Yeah. I thought he was the worst one. Um, I think I had Buckshot worse, worse, but yeah, they're both not good. Uh, I'm. I ended up like kind of just, although he's not a uh, senior and he's not going to go pro, I did watch a little bit of Appalachian State QB Zach Thomas. Mm-hmm. I, Who's, yeah, I would put him in that Caleb Barker type category. Like, I could see him being a CFL quarterback. He's got the mobility. He's yeah. D- lacks arm strength, so I don't think he's like an NFL guy at all. But the short accuracy, he's poised. Um, some Zach Caleros to his game. Ooh, it's gonna be Sun Belt offense player I'm of the year, probably. You, I, I bet my my scouting life on Caleb Barker and Zach Thomas playing in the CFL one day. Yo, yo, yo! The, the, picture this: like the Ty Cats Argos rivalry being Zach Thomas versus Caleb Barker. That would be elite. Uh, they both have good CFL names too. So. Unfortunately, there is one guy who I've heard some good things about and could have probably ended up being the QB one for both of us. Um, FIU quarterback James Morgan, who did mm-hmm. didn't have any tape. There was like no way of really watching him. No, they don't have any offensive line tape. Um, but he put up huge numbers at FIU last year, and he came over from Bowling Green, where he was also the starter. Uh, and he he's just a guy I've heard some good things about. And although we didn't get to see him, uh, a guy to monitor throughout the season through twenty six touchdowns last year. Um, he, he's built well at six four two twenty. Uh, yeah, just a guy to watch. A guy I wish we you had call- tape on because I, when I, yeah. I've seen him play, he's enjoyable. You call him the next Alex, Alex McGoo. I'm calling him. He's got NFL traits. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, jumping over to running backs now. Not a whole lot. No. Um, anybody in particular for you? Catch your eye. Uh, I think there's one guy who. Uh, he he's not a senior. But uh, diving through full Appalachian State games, Darrington Evans is a guy to watch going forward at running back. I think he's like uh, I didn't get to see too much of him, but I think he's the most talented of the it, the guys we got to watch. It also helps he's a really strong kick returner. He, he's yeah, one to the really house good. against Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Um, he's a smaller guy, 5'10", 190, shifty. I uh, really like his quickness and burst. He he's mm-hmm. kind of like a boomer bust runner. Who lacks vision? It's like he's looking for that home run every time, but he can do a bit in the passing game too. Um, I know as a freshman at App State, I think he was used a bit as an actual wide receiver too. So that's just a name to look at going forward. I think um, not like big hype on him, especially because he's a junior. But yeah, like the most I think talented running back in either conference. Yeah, uh, Spencer Brown puts up numbers, but I was very underwhelmed. I went in because, like, I, I know U, UAB's had that big turnaround. There's been a lot of hype around them, and yeah. he he's 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 just a junior, a true junior. 
but uh, and he's, I, I, I thought I'd see like a big, powerful, strong contact balance. Me runner. too. And I was just quite underwhelmed. He just wasn't very athletic. It was a lot of just like three yards here, three yards there. He, he, yeah. He also doesn't look as big as he was. No, like, as that's another thing. I like he's listed at six foot, like two twenty yes. at least, and he looks shorter than that and a little bit lighter. I liked Benny Lemay more than him, the Charlotte running back. They're both like. I, I thought there was a little more contact balance and overall power running behind his pads a little better, a little more quickness with Lemay. Like I'd not to say I have a draftable no, grade or anything. Yeah, like yeah. Lemay was very jaggy to me, but I, yeah. I didn't have a draftable grade on any of those three running backs, but I no. I could see Evans being something because of that athleticism and the kick return ability. I mean, that's always a plus for getting yourself on an NFL roster. Yeah, no, I agree. That's fair. Um. Okay. Into the wide receivers, let's see, uh, AJ, are you yep. in on the Antonio Gandy-Golden hype? Yeah, I'm in, Rob. Okay. This is, if, uh, if you were to ask me who the two best prospects, he is one of them. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, liked, I, I like a lot of the, I like all three of the corners. Yeah, me, but maybe no. me too. That's why I kind of hesitated to crown him the champ. I really like one uh, He's got the highest grade for me of the. Okay. He's got my second of, highest of anybody. Yeah, I know who you have number one, and like they're very close for me. Um, anyways, yeah, Antonio Gandy Golden's fucking good. He's six. <laughs> I mean, like he's NFL body six four two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. Contested um, catch monster. Yeah, man, he bullies corners. Like he makes it look so damn easy. He saves buckshot's ass a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's called buckshot, right? It's, it's all over the place, and but uh, Gandy Gold's pulling them down. Uh, the highlight reel is deep. Lots of the one-handed catches. Like you said, contested catches. And, and it's not like we discovered this guy either. This is a guy no. who draft Twitter's been all over since. Some wanted him to come out as a junior. He went back to Liberty. Yeah. I think it was a smart decision. Um, yeah. But I could see him being a day-two prospect. I have a third-round grade on Okay. Like, I, yeah. I think he is very much... He... He has a bit of Mike Williams to his game where he's just such a physical, contested catch guy. Yeah. Have some athleticism questions about separation. Yeah. Like, that's going to be – speed and separation are going to be the question mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time he is covered, but he's making these wild, contested catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also not running, like, a great rip tree and no, running is, all, like, just a question overall with him. But but I, I, th- I think his feet are quick for 6'4", 220. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I think his release is pretty solid. Yeah, just quick off I the agree. line. I, I have issues with right running, but the release I thought was fine. Yeah, and I think he's he's good with the ball in his hand. So they, all that helps him. Um, I like him. I, th- I think he's going to end up being a day two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just like strong hands, uh, yeah, ability, mm-hmm. body control in traffic, contested catch. Yo, oh, th- his body control is Impressive. very good. Yeah. Yes. He is. He's one of the best senior wide receivers I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, also, he's got, he's got a little dog in him. There was a the one play versus UMass. Uh, Buckshot gets intercepted. What else is new? <laughs> and uh, Antonio busts his ass and uh, forces the fumble on the INT and uh, FAU FAU. Wow, Liberty ends up with the ball and a touchdown on the play. So yeah. I like that. I like those little things from our receivers. Yeah. He um, definitely a guy who you could see if if Buckshot keeps it together putting up. I could like I could see them because of how their team is built. Him being like force fed the ball because the, he's just so much better than everybody else, generally mm-hmm. up against him, um, and he could like lead the country in receiving yards. That wouldn't surprise me. 
And Buckshot gets drafted. Yeah, yeah Buckshot gets drafted. Uh, any other draftable grades amongst the receivers for you? No. You? Yeah. Okay. Just because I like him. I gave him a really late seventh okay, grade. Okay, I bet which it's is... the same guy I want to talk about, so. Who is it? You tell me. I like Kirk Okay, Kirk. good. I think he's one of the best blocking receivers I've Dude, seen. Dude, he's fucking nasty. He's a dog. <laughs> He's also okay. he's also like built like a running back kind of. He's very well built. I think 5'11", 205. I think he's shorter and thicker. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's like I saw on the website. I think it's six on uh, on the database. It was five eleven. I think he's heavier than two hundred five though. Yeah, he is a thick slot receiver. Um, a lot of his touches come on the bubble screens, screens. In general, solid, yeah, good with the ball in his hand, like not elite or no. anything, but good. But just a uh, physical blocker. Yeah, he blocks couple, his ass off. Couple pancakes. Like he's not the quickest or fastest, but like he seems pretty savvy in his route running. I like that. Like I got hands are solid. I do not have a draftable grade on him, but I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, I give him a late seventh just because I like him so much. I respect I don't that, care. Um, and I don't care. He wears number thirteen too. That's always gonna yeah. Get he, me, he, lo- so. he looks good. Uh, I thought I thought North Texas's receiver Rico uh, Bussy Jr. Um, There's some interesting. I think he's got speed, and that's always going to yeah. get some attention. He's got some height to him. Um, yeah. But I, he's an interesting build. Like, to be honest, he could put up big numbers. He, he's he's mm-hmm. tall and lean. Uh, he's got some deep speed and separation ability. Yeah. But uh, he he kind of get bullies at gets bullied at times. He doesn't run a big road tree or anything. Any any like for uh, Tylee? I was gonna ask you that. I I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him either. He's not Richie James. No, he's he's not Richie he's James. He's like I, Richie James. He's playing that Richie James role. Yeah, I could see mm-hmm. with him if he improves overall as a route runner. Yeah, because I think there's some athleticism there. You can do some gadget stuff with him. Yeah, he, like he's really fast off the line. He's got some gas too. Yeah. And like you said, like he, I think he gets in and out of breaks pretty quick, but like. Um, rudimental, rudimentary. I don't know what the word is. Oh. <laughs> Route running for him, and I like, think he works hard too. Hands are okay. I I, I don't hate him. I also watched mm-hmm. a bit of Southern Miss's uh, junior receiver Quez Watkins, who I put him. In, uh, he he's a guy who I like. He's not going to come out or anything, but a guy to watch mm-hmm. next year maybe as a senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was a solid route runner with speed. Um, and then Eric Kuma, who's transferred from Vatek to Old Dominion. Vatek. Yeah, I, I didn't. He's big. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he, he could end up their number one receiver now that he's old D, but nothing really caught my eye with him. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's me, like, I don't know. Nah, I'm okay. I'm okay, but not talking about it. All right. Surprisingly, there was a tight end worth uh, yeah. watching in the uh, group of five south. And generally, there's just no tight ends in general to watch. This from, time of year, especially. Yeah, this, yeah. this time of year from small conferences, especially. Um,. Harrison Bryant from FAU. Did you uh, draftable? I think he's uh, could be. I gave him a day three grade. Yeah, I think like I, I like his size. He's he's tall. He's really lean. He's very like he's listed at what two forty, but I, I think, think he's, he's thinner. Yeah, I, like he I, looks like he's six five two thirty. Yeah, which is a bit of a concern. Um, I think he's got really strong hands. He's got impressive athleticism for a tight end. He's playing like a big slot tight end role. Yeah, um, like it, he lined up in line like less than five times yeah. in the game I like watched. He, yeah, he he's not a bad blocker though. No, he's not. Like he he like he's uh, fundamental. He plays with good leverage. He's a guy who I could really um, see uh, ascending, um, especially in a 
kind of questionable tight end. I mean, the tight end classes are always questionable this time of year. But uh, I, I could see him being the guy that Lane really leans on with that offense this season. A lot of his him getting wide open feels like by design and his athleticism rather than mm-hmm. route running mm-hmm. and stuff I like agree. that. And so like, and it seemed like contested catches where he was a little shaky yes. there. So I want to see him get better at that, more physical, put some more weight on. I think he can be draftable he, for sure. He kind of plays that role that Mark Andrews played at Oklahoma. Pretty much, yeah. And that's who mm-hmm. he, he reminded me of a bit, just in terms of uh, size, athleticism, the way he's being Scheme. used. Yeah. Uh, he like I could see him putting up, like I could see him competing for the Mackey Award, even though he's from the Group of Five. Just because of the system he's in, and most schools don't use their tight ends enough, where FAU's mm-hmm. going to need to use him a lot, and he's their most talented offensive player, I think, going into this year. Had, yeah, had a couple hundred yards games last year, which is always big for a tight end, and I like him. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch him this mm-hmm. year. Uh, you know what else is going to be fun to watch this year? Sports? Sports in the summer. Because yeah. summer's the best time of the year. We're talking vacation, the beach, Lots of sun, and of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the games? Whether you like the MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make the best bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and to make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come football season. Maybe you want to drop a futures bet on next year's NBA champion, or to back your favorite player to win the Heisman Trophy. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while watching sports? Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started, then try your luck at outsmarting the odds makers. But wait, if you deposit with promo code HEAVEN, my bookie will give you a fifty percent deposit bonus. That's promo code Heaven at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Offensive line time. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of guys here, Rob. Yeah, the the bulk of our summer scouting tends to be watching bad offensive linemen. Yeah, uh, any draftable grades on any of them, Rob? From the offensive tackles, I no, but I could see Cameron Clark. From uh, Charlotte being a, a guy to watch going Who's forward. In, yeah, you could maybe sneak in with a big year. I agree. He's my number one tackle. 6'5", 296, kind of built weird. You t- you mentioned that to me before we started recording. Top top heavy, thin bottom. Moves pretty well, though. They had a good pair of tackles with him and Nate Davis. They did. They did. Um, I think, yeah, moves well. Uh, gets to the second level. A real finisher in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, he needs to, yeah, put on more strength in his legs, and I think yeah, I think you see some issues with his leverage. Uh, his exactly, foot, that's what I was gonna say. Functional strength and leverage are an issue for his him. Footwork gets messy in pass protection. Yeah, um, but he kind of like he stood out to me among these offensive tackles that were not good. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate Brandon Walton from FAU. Yeah, he's number two for me. Another guy, block, run blocks well. I like how yeah. he uses hands and length. Decent athlete, got to the second level pretty well. Um, 
Then I thought there was a pretty big drop-off after those two in terms of offensive tackles. Yeah. Uh, I did think Sage Doc Stater from New Mexico State was really big. <laughs> like I watched way too much. That New Mexico State offensive line is strange. It's massive for a, a bad school. Because like, a yeah. lot of these offensive linemen, we go we go to watch. They're like 6'3", 285. Dude, there's so many just weird. Like it's either yeah, it's either like six three two two seventy six or like, like uh, there's a guard coming up who's who's a nose tackle. He's six one three thirty five. So. And then like Doc Sayers six six three twenty seven. Yeah. There are other tackles like six five three hundred or something. They have a guard mm-hmm. who's like six four three hundred. They have the biggest offensive line among bad offensive lines. Yeah. Which I think maybe it's a good offensive line. You never know. Yeah. Um. I thought Hunter Atkinson from Georgia State was okay, but like not good. I don't. I don't know. And he's also like almost twenty four. Oh, oh, you looked into him, eh? No, I know. I threw him on. He was okay. Um, he's okay. I like those. I like Georgia State's jerseys, by the way. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I I didn't hate JL Gaston. I think he's a got a kick inside the guard. But yeah, there's a lot of guys. I'm like right away you throw the tape on. It's like okay, it's a guard. I was less impressed <laughs> with the tackles than the guards. But uh, like Clark yeah. after Clark and Walton, no thank you. Uh, Want to jump into some interior O line talk? Yeah, any draftables? I, okay, so I'm in on Ethan Reed. Okay, the, let's the, talk the Ethan Louisiana Reed. Tech guard. Uh, when I first threw him on, I'm like he looks solid. And then you watch him, and he puts Devin White on his ass. I'm like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, He looked good against LSU. I, I might then, have been giving him a bump because it was LSU, though. LSU. I know. I felt that way, too. Like, when I watch a guy, and they're playing Georgia Southern or whatever, I'm like, if you're struggling a bit against Georgia Southern, you're not draftable. Yeah. And then I watched, like, some guys had NC State tape and LSU and Tennessee. And, like, if you're playing good against them, you get a bit of a bump for me. But uh, yeah, Reed. There was there was the big whiffs from Reed. Uh, I think he's he's the best of the group, though. I just I liked you mentioned uh, the him putting Devin White into the dirt on that pull. Yeah, I thought he moved quite well and uh, did a lot of yeah. damage on pulls. Um, I liked him as a run blocker working the second level. I don't think he did anything tremendously, and I he's got to play with better leverage. He's got to improve mm-hmm. his anchor. There's pass protection questions for sure. O- overall, like he is a worrisome player in pass protection was my takeaway but I just really I thought run blocking was his bread and butter especially moving I think in Mm -hmm. a zone scheme you're you're getting a guy who could stick in the NFL as a backup in Ethan Reed um no I I think that's like I that's also I've also seen a bad offensive lineman I was just happy to see one I kind of liked I know that happens to me all the time yeah it's hard to gauge that I know. Uh, I think my second favorite guy was Tristan Crowder, the the right guard from Troy. Yes, he's a big uh, boy. Yeah, he's big. Six three three thirty six. Moves well for the size. I think, yeah, too. he he uh, again run blocker, really strong yes. at the point of attack. You mm-hmm. mentioned the quickness for a bigger guy. Uh, Can get to the second level and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Look good on the the pulls and the traps. Uh, yeah, finishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, those two stood out big time for me uh, in terms of guards, or interior line in general. Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't like any of the centers much. <laughs> hey, my boy Bobby Reynolds at UL Monroe, 6'2", 281. <laughs> I thought he moved quite well, which was good because yeah. he's really small. And not strong. Yeah. Not strong. 
A lot of the centers no. were just getting bull rushed like crazy. I, I know for, they were. There was one of them, and I swear every snap he it might have been. Fannin or Levi Brown? I think it was Levi Brown. Okay. Uh, just getting bold into his own quarterback like every other snap. By the way, can I give my first gripe of the year? Yes. <laughs> Middle Tennessee State, uh, they're off- watching their offensive line is the fucking worst. Because uh, I forget what game it was. They-, they played a good school. But, like, none of the- their whole first series, they didn't fucking mm. uh, have a proper offensive they line. They keep splitting their O-line out. Yeah, and then watching the rest, it's like, you know, they're pulling both guards to the left, but it's a screen pass to the right. I'm like, I'm getting nothing from this. Uh-oh, who calls the plays at Middle Tennessee State, AJ? I'm, I don't know, Rob. Anyways, Liar. let's move on. I don't know, Rob. Let's move on. You uh, <clears throat> breaking up with Middle Tennessee State? No, I'm not. You know how much I love them down there. We'll talk with them later. Stock stills? <laughs> I don't want to say anything, Rob. Okay. I love the stock stills. Um... I thought there was a lot of weirdly shaped interior offensive linemen who weren't good. Yeah, there was. There was. Let's let's jump. Yeah, let's get out of here. Wait, first. Yeah. I watched an edge rusher on some other tape that just because oh. I heard some, or he he put up numbers. Uh, so watching all that O line tape. Sorry, Rob. Um, I tried to keep an eye on defensive guys. I didn't really see anything. Who who'd you uh, find? Southern misses edge rusher Jacques Turner or Jacques okay. Turner. Yeah. I don't know how if you have French he is. Um. He's a he's a redshirt junior, six one two forty seven. He uh, I think he was all conference last year. I think he led the conference in sacks. Okay. Um, watched him against Auburn. He they they use him really weird, where he's like playing five tech a lot at two forty seven. That is weird. Okay. Uh, they also rotate him out a lot on rundowns. Okay. But uh, I thought he used his hands quite well. Uh, you can see a little twitchiness and explosiveness going up against Jack Jack Driscoll. Um, not a whole lot of bend, but and not a draftable grade. I just I watched him, so I felt I, I should mention. Him. Um, yeah, because there wasn't too much on the defense in the conference. No, there it was like the three corners, and that was it. Yeah, but they're they're good. Yeah, they're all three are good. So that was a big bright spot. But yeah, Turner's a guy who I think uh, firmly is the best pass rusher in the conferences. But. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just, we'll we'll I, see when the next Ocean Zimmon is emerges midway through the okay, season. I just needed that on tape, so if he does get random hype when he puts up 15 <laughs> sacks but it's not actually good, I bet I had it first. Uh, okay, the corners. There's three corners. Two are at the yeah. same school. How do they give up any passing yards? Bro? How did Georgia Southern get two corners who could both be drafted? I don't I don't know. And I like them. Like I gave them both draftable grades. Me too. Uh... And, the, okay. and then the other guy in conference is my favorite player in the conference. Okay, let's start. Um, how do you rank them? Do you want to say it? Uh, Amik Robertson, Monquivian, Brinson, Kendall Wilder. Oh, you have Brinson I over do, Wilder. I do, and I know that's a hot take. I don't know who it's a hot take for, but I know it is a hot take. Cause no, it is a hot like take. There's actual hype behind Wilder and not as much behind Brinson. But I, uh, okay, quickly though. Brinson is the type of corner we both always that's love. That's why I'm falling for him. Yeah, no, no, no. I got a fifth round grade on on uh, Branson. Oh, that's a, I got a big on... freaking grade. Oh, I like them a lot. Yeah, like okay. he's a guy I always love. Yeah, I think I got I got a six on Branson, a seventh on Builder. Uh, See, I I gave Builder a four. I like them both a lot. And uh, Amik Robertson, who's I'm mm-hmm. I I'm not putting this little we'll get there. Like third, fourth, and one I of my favorite third. players in the draft already. 
Okay, uh, let's talk about Brinson because I, I, I fucking love him. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, one of the, the types of corners we both tend to really yeah, like. Right, right away, you see the swagger on him. You see how feisty he is. Um, just super aggressive guy, solid tackler. Is doing those uh, cutting under blocks and making that tackle yes. on screens. He does that a lot. Um, in like uh, what a quick, like really aggressive guy. I love how quick he is. Just like again, the run game stuff. I think he's a nickel yes. in the NFL. But um, talking like on on against the run and short passes, he's really good. Yeah, it, it um, was weird because it was a lot of that versus Arkansas State. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd like to see him in like deep man coverage. coverage situations more frequently. Yeah, because that I, I think it looked like he struggles a bit with that yeah, the deeper routes. I have questions with his explosiveness, um, mm, but I do. Yeah. I, I like his instincts. I like his ball skills. I think he's fluid. Um, he's yeah. really aggressive. Really gonna stick his nose in there and, and come up against the run or, or yeah. on screen passes. I've got some footwork questions. Yeah, flat footed to me. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the, the deeper routes and the quicker comebacks, like you said, the explosiveness, it, that seems like where he struggled just from watching that one game. But uh, I like him. I like him. And then with Vilder, who's also yep. no, not the biggest corner in the world. No, they're both smaller guys. I forgot to say that. Um, Vilder. 5'11", 180 for Vilder. Yeah, I, I like him in zone. I think he's got good instincts. I think he's got more, more overall upside than Brinson. So I understand why he, there's more Vilder hype. Um, then Brinson. Yeah, Vilder's Vilder's more of the cover, the real cover. Yeah, um, like you, you, he can. You're viewing him more as an outside corner, where you're immediately seeing Brinson as a nickel. I think. Yeah. No. Exactly. Because uh, with Vilder, he's I know he's only a uh, five eleven, but he, like kind of a longer body too. Like he's I think he's well built. Yeah, you, uh, can, you can see the difference between the two. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a solid tackler, not crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not like he's not what Princeton is, but I don't have like big issues with it. No, no, no. Like, you, like if it was a boxer check, you would check yeah. it. Um, really good ball skills. Though. Really good ball skills. Uh, I think he's better footwork. Yeah, like just like you mentioned, better overall outside coverage you're getting with Wilder. I want to see them both against uh, more of a passing attack team, though. Someone a yeah. team that's gonna not have Justice Hanson at QB. And <laughs> Wait, you mean potential first round pick yeah. a year ago, Justin Sanson? What a world we live in! Uh, I want to check Georgia Southern schedule as we okay, talk. Okay, you, you, you check it, and I'll talk a little more on him. Um, yeah, so I, I get the Vilder over Brinson hype because Vilder's upside is clearly there as an outside corner. Um, mm-hmm. I it's hard to gauge how athletic he is. Um, it is because the competition, exactly. and, but I mean he was playing Kirk Merritt. So um, yeah, yeah, your boy. Um, but with with both of them, they're both to, like they're going to be two of the top group of five corners in college football. Oh, here uh, I know. I'm just reading previews and stuff. Vilder's like supposed to be a defensive player of the year. Oh, the okay, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's getting love. Uh, they got Minnesota week two. Oh, they got LSU. Oh, I, week knew, one. I knew they had Minnesota because. I uh, I tw- you follow me on Twitter at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, I tweeted out um, some some corner receiver matchups, and I tweeted out Vilder versus Tyler Johnson. I forgot I did that. So, yeah, LSU and uh, Minnesota, no quarterbacks, but uh, high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that, that's going to be big for gauging uh, how how good these guys actually are and how early they'll end up going. Mm-hmm. Because I I think like there's a lot of uh, like you said lots of good pieces. Like I think he's a smooth uh, corner. 
he he's good in man. He's technically sound. I felt like, and he, I know it's weird to say for a corner, but like he's got a little bit of range to him. Like I know there was that one play, uh, it breaks it up in center field there, and also like there was another weird play where he made a beautiful diving catch, but he was out of bounds mm-hmm. on like a throwaway. So like, I think I think there's big time potential. Um, mid day. No, sorry. Uh, early day three, late day two guy already for I'm me. I'm super we'll excited see. to see how they, they do against LSU and Minnesota. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay. Do you have a, a Mick... A, how do you say his name? Amik? Amik Robertson, the Louisiana Tech corner, as your number one corner? I do. Okay, good. Uh, I have him above Antonio Gandy-Golden in terms of um, prospect that I watch, too. Like he's, I have Gandy Golden over him, but, but it's close, I, like I said. And I think it's like clearly those two. Yeah, I, I mid mid third round grade for me, mid late third for Robertson. And Robertson's only a, a, a true junior, so like you, yeah. you know he's been playing at a high level for the fact that not only like do we hype him, but he's got real hype. Yeah, he does. Uh, you throw on the tape, and he's got the fucking uh, the arm taped up, and he, he looked, like right away you know he's a swaggy player. You know he AJ knows loves he's good. The things that I don't notice. You didn't you didn't see the tape on his arm? Well, I like, did. Like a I just like, didn't player, think man. anything of it. Although nah, I did, I did immediately value him for wearing number twenty one. Twenty one, exactly. He looks good. Uh, yeah, he's um, the type of nickel that I fall in love with, where it's just extremely aggressive, physical tackler. Really smart. I think he's got extremely uh, strong instincts. Um, no. Oh yeah, he's he's really like, and yeah. he's put up numbers at, at LA uh, Tech. Like over the last two years, fifteen TFLs from a corner, with nine picks, eighteen PBUs. Like th- those are big numbers, and I, I guess that's probably yes. what originally built him the hype. Um, and then when you when you throw on the tape, his I think I, I, I touch on the instincts, but he he's a smooth athlete. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to be more fluid uh, in his man turns. Um, and I think he's projecting as a nickel only in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. But a nickel is its own position in today's NFL, and I'm happily taking a nickel if he's good enough in the first, second, or third round. Um, I think with him, he's got the potential to be a second-round pick. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been in the third already. I agree with everything you say. You said. Um, let me say something about his uh, his aggressiveness. I, I this I don't think this was on him because at first I felt like um, he was kind of the safe guy versus the run. Did you notice yes. this? That like it, it almost felt like he every time there was a run play, he kind of just tried to stay in front of the ball carrier, which I think is scheme, not him trying to make business decisions or anything. Because when you get near the goal line. Uh, and he lets he the, you let him play around the LOS. Yes. He's a goddamn animal. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I agree with you. I think it is like that's something that's been coached or into them or him. Like that's yeah, something it, it, he's supposed to be doing to to prevent eighty yard runs. Yes. I think I, I yeah, because it looks it's a hundred percent intentional. In, yeah, like you said, in other situations where that's not a a, a danger an issue. Uh, yeah, like you see him sticking his nose in. He's feisty as hell. Yeah, and it's like exactly. a, a guy's not going to make business decisions and then do this. No, exactly, exactly. Um, um, at first, I was I thought he had a little bit of the Dion syndrome, but I'm like, nah, he's a dog. You saw 21, thought Dion Sanders. It, yeah, I'm like oh, a little too uh, a little too shiny there, Amik. But uh, no, he's he's a he's, he's really good. I like him a lot. Um, I threw 
a because you know how much I love nickels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I threw a uh, hefty pro comparison on him. I, I have a I have one that popped in my head. Oh, who? Go for it. No, go first. I go put first. Bryce Callahan down. Interesting. I there was there's no reason for this. It just popped in my head. Jordan Lewis. But, well, there isn't no reason for it. He's got that the same traits that Jordan Lewis had in Michigan. Like, yeah, what do you mean? There's no even... reason. <laughs> Obviously, there's a reason. Look, like, I don't want to pat myself on the back. Had you said a kilo Witherspoon, I would have been like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. There's no reason. No, it just uh, it just came to me, and yeah, he felt very Jordan Lewis. Um, by the way, I already knew this, but I'm letting you know. Guess who Louisiana Tech plays Week One? Uh, Michigan, Texas. Call, call, <laughs> I knew they didn't. Colin Johnson versus Meek Robertson. Five nine versus six six. I yeah, hope that's that, a bet. Like that matchup might not physically happen, but I really hope it does. Do you know what Michigan plays week one? No. Middle Tennessee State. Ty Lee versus um, your boy at corner. I can't. I'm blanking. Yeah. Levert Hill. Um, yeah. um, that's that's going to be a hell of a matchup. I say maybe Colin Johnson gets the better of him, but he has three sacks on Sam Ellinger. <laughs> or oh, TFL's interesting. Always. Good take. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a really fun uh, 8 p.m. August 31st. If, uh, you're looking mm. for something to do. I know it, Where would you rather AJ be? AJ and I will be drinking uh, IPAs on the couch watching. Yeah, we will. Uh, okay. Maybe the, maybe the first pumpkin beer of the season, if it sneaks in there. Gosh, if they're selling them that early, I will give up keto and start drinking. You know it's a good pumpkin beer season if they're selling them that early. Yeah, big time. Uh, okay. That's all of the positions. Uh, quickly, best offense. I th- it's not a fun question, or not as fun a question when it's clear and we've already kind of stated it. I was going to say best offensive prospect, best defensive prospect. Antonio Gandy-Golden and Amik Robinson. Yeah, and it's not, not it's super not close for Gandy-Golden with the offense. Yeah. And then defense, uh, I, I think it's not close, but Brinson and Vilder are very strong. They're good. Too. They're going to get drafted, yeah. Uh, okay. Just uh, to close up the show, we like to we like to we're college football fans. We're NFL draft guys first, but we're college football fans. Um, who do you have winning the conference USA? I have North Texas over Marshall. Okay, I have North Texas over FAU. I believe in the lane train. I really struggled. To, I struggled a ton to pick who North Texas would be. Marshall's apparently the hot team, but. Their, their quarterback's uh, kinda, pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. I like Doc Holliday, too. Um, I think he's a good coach. I th- uh, FAU, they kind of let me down a bit last year. That's why I just... Uh, um, I think the, yeah. the issue is, in, in the conference USA, the, the other good teams are in North Texas's side of the division. E- exactly. And the same thing um, happens in the Sun Belt. Yeah, because the App State side is really strong. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have App State winning the Sun Belt? I do, yeah. I have them over Arc State. I have Troy over Arc State. I think App State and Troy are the best two teams, though, in this. I, I agree. I wish they I could agree. play each other, because, boy, would I have a big Saturday on that Saturday that they play in the championship. <laughs> no, yeah, the App- Appalachian State side of the conference is so much better than Arkansas State Yeah, side. And uh, I think Arkansas State's going to be the, the, the division winner easy, and Appalachian State and Troy's going to be a, a bloodbath, Rob. Can't wait. Um, okay. Generally, we close the show with our beer of the week uh, instead because we're, we're, we're talking college football. We're talking interesting cities. We're going to close with the city of the week during the, uh, the summer scouting series. Um, so just assume the beer of the week is some 
pumpkin infused stout <laughs> that was brewed in some strange man's basement. Or something I say it's you know it's a summery beer you enjoyed it, <laughs> or or just uh, the beer of the city of the week, you know like the, a beer brewed in that city. So AJ, we should start doing that. Please yeah. tell us the city of the week so we can get out of here. So you mentioned my love for the Stockstill family already. I it couldn't be more for you, bro. AKA Stockstill City. I think they run that town. They run that show. Uh, Brent's gonna be mayor soon. You heard it here first. And, um, no longer just a John Mulaney punchline that they were very upset about. Now they're Stockstill City. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, next week, we will do the Group of Five North. Which I'm a lot more uh, in love with, Which I believe. Kind of, uh, Yeah, me too, I think. Which consists of the Mac, the Mountain West. Uh, did we throw more independence in there? I can't remember. Yeah, there is. If you really want me to check... Uh, BYU. BYU, yeah. Because they should be in the and, uh, Yeah, why aren't they? It's very stupid. Uh, anyways, and uh, UMass, which also don't know why they're independent again. Because why not? All right. Uh, they were in the MAC. I, uh, I don't want to get into So this. head on down to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.